The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. Jesus Christ is returning. The Bible is absolutely clear on this glorious fact. But there are many events prophesied to occur before that return. And the one that is perhaps most speculated about is the one commonly called the Great Tribulation. It's a mysterious time that Christ explains will be terrifying like no other, and one that will eventually grip the entire world in its clutches, and will see Americans, Britons, and others enslaved and persecuted, very likely in the days just ahead of us. If you want to understand what God's Word says is coming, and how to protect yourself and your family from it, then stay tuned. Greetings and welcome to Tomorrow's World. My name is Wallace Smith and I'm glad you're here. Now, how many of you out there in our audience are like many others who watch the scenes they see on the television, listen to news reports they hear on the radio, and ask themselves, what on earth is going on? The world's economies seem to be on a roller coaster ride. Countless families are out of work. Renegade regimes such as Iran and North Korea continue with their dangerous plans completely unhindered. And the United States, once the greatest military and economic powerhouse in the world, has been relegated to the role of a helpless spectator, unable to control its own destiny. Is the world going crazy? In short, yes it is. Mankind is reaching the end of 6,000 years of self-rule, in which God has given stubborn humanity the chance to learn that it cannot rule itself without his help. And the turbulent events that we see gathering all around us represent a gathering storm of literally biblical proportions. That storm will ultimately mean not only the destruction of the United States and the United Kingdom, but also the wholesale martyrdom of Christians and terrifying wars that will engulf all of civilization itself. This world is rushing headlong into the time called by Scripture the Great tribulation. Now, on today's program, we will discuss the buildup to this time and what these events mean for you and your family in the days just ahead of us. We will also offer you the chance to request our absolutely free booklet, Armageddon and Beyond. It is one of the most eye-opening booklets you'll ever read and will cover so much more than we'll be able to today in our program. Be sure to note the phone number and information when it appears on your screen to request your copy. Now, to understand the meaning of the Great Tribulation and the times that Scripture indicates are just around the corner, we're going to have to look into a book of the Bible that most Christians seem to avoid like the plague, the book of Revelation. Now, this book was given to us by Christ in his own words to show his servants things which must shortly take place. This is the place that we want to start if we truly want to understand our future. And though it seems mysterious and intimidating to some, we'll find that Jesus Christ gives us exactly what we need to understand it. 
Now, we'll have to leave much of the detail to the booklet that we're sending out today. But to get started, let's take a look at a mysterious scene shown to John in heaven described in Revelation chapter 6. As we will see, this scene is crucial to understanding the days that are ahead and the Great Tribulation. Now, right before this chapter, John is told that Almighty God, sitting on his throne, holds out a scroll sealed with seven seals. And the question is asked, who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? And in all of creation, only Jesus Christ is found to be worthy to do so. And as Christ opens the scroll one seal at a time, one after the other in sequence, we see elements of our future revealed. The first four seals are the infamous four horsemen of the apocalypse. Let's read. Now I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come and see. Another horse, fiery red, went out, and it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth, and that people should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. And when he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a black horse. And he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and the wine. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the fourth living creature saying, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and the name of him who sat on it was Death, and Hades, or the grave, followed with him. And power was given to them over a fourth of the earth, to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beasts of the earth. One-fourth of mankind will die at the hands of the forces represented by these four horsemen. But what are these horsemen? And what do they symbolize? We don't have to guess because the Bible tells us. So many out there feel the need to interject their own ideas into Scripture. When God's Word will answer these questions... If we just give it a chance, we take our cue here from Revelation chapter 19 and verse 10, where we are told the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Actually, in his incredibly detailed prophecy given on the Mount of Olives and recorded in Matthew 24, Jesus Christ himself explains what these end time terrors represent. He tells us that first there'll be false teachers and religious deception. The rider on the white horse represents those who say they come in Christ's name, but who actually set out to deceive the whole world with a false Christianity. Next, Christ says there will be wars and rumors of wars. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. The rider on the red horse symbolizes the ravages of worldwide warfare and global destruction by armed forces. Now, these things have been with us since time immemorial. But in the end times, God's word indicates that these forces of religious deception and warfare will reach a climax of destruction and power such as the world has never seen. In Christ's prophecy of Matthew 24, he explains the next two horsemen as well. 
teaching us that the rider of the black horse represents famine and scarcity across the earth of needed goods and resources on a horrible and unprecedented scale. And that the rider of the pale horse represents disease and pestilence that will sweep the earth in the wake of warfare and famine. Together, these forces will exterminate one-fourth of humanity. Now, based on today's global population, that is nearly two billion people. The world has never seen death and destruction of such magnitudes as those that lie just ahead. But there are darker days to come. As Jesus Christ says of these things in Matthew 24 and verse 8, all these are the beginning of sorrows. For the four horsemen bring us to the very doorstep of the time called the Great Tribulation. And we will discuss that time as well as what you and your family can do to prepare in the very next portion of our program. But first, let me give you a chance to call and request our incredible free booklet, Armageddon and Beyond. This remarkable booklet will make absolutely plain to you the prophecies of your Bible concerning the days coming upon you and those you love right now. With helpful graphics and clear, no-nonsense style, this book does not hold back and explains what isn't being taught to you anyplace else. You need this information. We're offering it today absolutely free. Just pick up your phone and call or write today. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back. In the first portion of our program, we reviewed what God says lies ahead for much of the world as it marches on led by the notorious four horsemen of the apocalypse, bringing us right to the very door of the time known in the Bible as the Great Tribulation. What is this time and how can we understand it? Again, while there is much more than can be told in our brief time together today, and which is told in the free booklet that we're offering to every one of our viewers today, Armageddon and Beyond, it truly is vital for you to understand. Let's continue to read in Revelation chapter 6, where the story continues after the descriptions of the four horsemen. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who'd been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Now, for those of us who are less familiar with our Bibles, this can seem confusing. Is God saying that when we die, our supposedly immortal souls float up to heaven and stay under an altar until Christ's return? Doesn't sound like the best afterlife, does it? 
The problem for us is that the sacrificial culture of ancient Israel is foreign to most of us today. The symbolic picture here matches what we read, for instance, in Leviticus chapter 4 and verse 7, where the blood of a sacrifice was pooled at the bottom of the altar. And as the Bible tells us in Genesis, when Cain murders his righteous brother Abel, that when the blood of the righteous is spilled, it cries out to God for attention and action. In Revelation, we have pictured here the blood of the righteous followers of Jesus Christ, servants of God, spilled as if in sacrifice, crying out to God for justice and vengeance. The passage continues. Then a white robe was given to each of them, and it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who would be killed as they were was completed. This sacrificial martyrdom, my friends, marks the great tribulation. But don't take our word for it. Just as Jesus Christ did with the first four seals of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, our Lord explains this seal as well in his Olivet Prophecy described in Matthew chapter 24. After describing the ride of the four horsemen, religious deception, war, famine, and pestilence, he continues where he left off in verse 9. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Note, all nations will turn against true Christians in this tribulation. Supported by those who fall for a deceptive global counterfeit Christianity. This martyrdom of so many who keep the testimony of Jesus Christ and the commandments of God is mentioned in other places in Scripture as well, such as Revelation 12 and Daniel chapter 7. But there is still more, because this time of horrific persecution is not against Christians alone. Turn again to Christ's prophecy of Matthew chapter 24. For then there will be great tribulations such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Notice Christ's description of the uniqueness of that time. He says there has never been a time like it, nor will there ever be again. Now keep that in mind as we turn to Jeremiah chapter 30 and verse 4 to read a related prophecy. Now these are the words that the Lord spoke concerning Israel and Judah. Now notice Israel and Judah, two separate entities. As longtime viewers of the Tomorrow's World program have proven for themselves, the ancient nation of Israel split after the reign of King Solomon into two separate kingdoms. The southern tribes of Israel became the nation of Judah, which is the modern-day Jewish people. That's where the word Jew comes from, Judah. The modern state of Israel is actually the biblical people of Judah. But the northern ten tribes became a separate nation called Israel. And these tribes have descended through time to become the peoples of the United States, the British-descended peoples, and the nations of northwestern Europe. My friends, it is no coincidence that up until perhaps the last year or so, Britain, America, and Israel have had such strong brotherly ties. 
And as we've shown time and again on this program, the name Israel and Jacob in prophecy refers to the American and British Commonwealth peoples and in extended cases to the nations of Northwestern Europe. So when God speaks of a punishment coming upon Israel or Jacob in prophecy, he is speaking of the U.S. and the U.K. today. Now with this in mind, let's continue in Jeremiah chapter 30. For thus says the Lord, we have heard a voice of trembling, of fear, and not of peace. Ask now and see whether a man is ever in labor with child. So why do I see every man with his hands on his loins like a woman in labor, and all faces turn pale? Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. And it is the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. Yes, it is a time of Jacob's trouble, a time of trouble for the United States, the UK, and British-descended nations such as Canada, Australia, and South Africa. And notice the crucial description that puts all these things together. God says there that that day is great so that none is like it. Now note that. Jesus Christ spoke of a time unique in all of history and called it the Great Tribulation. This passage, speaking of a time of trouble for America and the United Kingdom, is also described as a time unique in all of history. My friends, there cannot be two such times. If so, they're not unique. These are speaking of the very same time and is a time of horrific destruction for what were once the leading nations of the entire world, the United States, Great Britain, and the British-descended peoples. A time so destructive and catastrophic that it will stand as a unique point in history in its brutality and cruelty. And that's saying a lot. Think back to the images that all of us have seen, the cruelty of the killing fields and the bloody and torturous regimes of Pol Pot and the Khmer Rouge in Cambodia, the countless executions under Joseph Stalin, the wholesale slaughter of Jews under the nightmare regime of Adolf Hitler, in which the Nazis exterminated millions of human beings made in God's image through the ovens and the gas chambers and through starvation and neglect with a cold and mechanical efficiency. Yet we have the very word of Jesus Christ himself that those days of the past will be nothing like the days ahead. They will pale in comparison to the horrors that man will unleash on man in the great tribulation. Images like those we've seen that have occurred as it were in far off lands or distant shores will come home to the people of the United States and the United Kingdom, as sure as the sun will rise tomorrow. And we see the signs of these things lining up in our own day and in these times. But why? According to God's word, it surely is coming. But why must all of this come? God's word makes that just as plain as well. Because of our sins... Abortion on demand, pornography, sexual perversion, TV and movie screens that display the, the most vile images and concepts ever to enter the mind of man. All the while, the Ten Commandments are becoming illegal to display on some public property. If our nations are going to persist in ordering God to keep his nose out of their business, then he is going to allow them to discover what happens when he does. 
many of you watching this program right now see the calamity building around us. I know because you write us about it. You know that something is happening. What's going on? God tells us in Amos chapter 3 and verse 6, if there is calamity in a city, will not the Lord have done it? Almighty God is behind these things, my friends, and the day of reckoning is coming more quickly than many of us could have possibly imagined. But what can you do about it? Is there anything you can do about it for your sake and your families? Yes, there is. In the last part of our program, we'll tell you exactly what. But first, let me remind you of the free booklet we're sending out today, Armageddon and Beyond. This powerful booklet goes into incredible depth and detail, tying together the message of the entire Bible to explain what God says is going to happen in the years just ahead. It'll help you make sense of all the chaos you hear in the news today and to understand your Bible and its prophecies like never before. You've likely never read something as plain and powerful as this, and I urge you to call or write right now to get the free copy waiting for you today. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back. Friends, we have discussed some very difficult things on today's program. And sometimes we get criticized for that. There are those that will say, you know, the gospel is supposed to be good news. How can you get up here and talk about all of this bad news? How can you say all these things? Well, I've got to be honest. It is not pleasant to have to talk about these things. We certainly don't get up here and say these things because it makes us feel good. Nobody wants to think about these kinds of things. But I have to be honest, we have to discuss these things. We're commanded to give the whole counsel of God, and that includes these things for a very important reason. Jesus Christ tells us in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 32, Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things... Know that it is near at the doors. All of this brings us to one vital question before we conclude. Is there anything that you can do about the times to come? Is there anything that you can do to protect yourself or to protect your family? Ezekiel chapter 7 tells us that during those days ahead, People will be throwing their gold and silver into the street as useless trash because it can do nothing to save them. So hoarding gold and guns isn't going to do the trick. But what will? Jesus Christ himself answers that in the parallel account to Matthew chapter 24. 
found in Luke chapter 21. There he says at the end of his prophecy, Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Christ says we should be watching, praying, and striving to be worthy. In other words, repenting. Revelation 12 not only speaks of a portion of Christians who must face horrific persecution, but it also speaks of a group of Christians who are protected on earth in a place of safety during the tribulation and during the wrath of God. Revelation 3 describes both groups of Christians, explaining that those who must go through the fiery trial are those who are lukewarm about their faith, those who compromise godliness and those things that are righteous and good with the customs of this world, those who lack a true zeal for the things of God that will motivate them to change, to learn, and to act on what they learn. And then meanwhile, those who will be protected from the hour of trial coming on the whole world are described as those who hold fast to the truths of God that they learn. They obey them. They don't just listen to them. They act on the things they hear and put it into work in their lives and do something with it. They change their lives to match the loving expectations and commands of God and getting behind his work on this earth to spread his gospel, the kingdom of God, to all corners of the globe. And my friends, that kingdom is coming. I know we have discussed some dark days today, some very difficult and hard things. But as dark as the days of the coming great tribulation are, for those who are devoting their very being to God, the things we see happening around us are actually signs of hope. As Jesus Christ encourages us in Luke chapter 21 and verse 28. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. The old saying really is true. Sometimes it is darkest before the dawn. After the difficulty of the tribulation and the day of the Lord that follows it, as explained in our booklet, the world will finally know peace and prosperity as Jesus Christ himself comes to rule the world with the assistance of his saints, those who have been faithful for 1,000 years. You and I have the chance to experience the blessings that come from living life for God instead of for ourselves. And we can experience those things today and after Christ's coming for all eternity. But we must do what the world is unwilling to do. Repent, change, and actually obey the God who made us. There is so much that we did not cover today that you absolutely need to know and to prove for yourselves out of your own Bible. Please don't forget to request the free booklet that we're offering today Armageddon and Beyond. And please tune in next week. Roderick Meredith, Richard Ames, and Rod King and I will be back to give you biblical and prophetic insights impacting you and your family that you won't hear anywhere else. From all of us here in the Tomorrow's World Studios, take care. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown.
To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.